Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oakbridge Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by my good friend, Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how you doing today? That. Dude, I'm great. This is game week. I woke up on Monday morning with my daughter. I was like, yo, game week, Maple. She doesn't know what that means, but uh, that's why I'm excited, you know, for our guests to give us like the full rundown of the entire fall camp from from the horse's mouth. Eyes on real life. You're not reading it in a newspaper. You're seeing it from Jake. I'm just I'm just the electricity in my like body is just going bananas. Saturday, baby. We're almost there. Your energy is infectious, by the way, Bernie. That's why I love you, Matt. Uh, I wish I had that energy right now, but uh, it's great being with you guys again. Love being on the show. Yeah, well, we love having you. Uh, returning champ, Jake Kokoreski from uh, Wisconsin State Journal and so many other places online. And uh, one of the best Twitter follows for not only football, but for Culver's content as well. Before we get into our uh, talking about week one, I want to remind everyone that we are presented by betonline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at betonline.ag. It's football time, baby. They've got all the games over there, as well as the major league playoff with the pennant push going on here in September. It doesn't matter. It's over there at betonline.ag. So head on over to the website or Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Bernie. Jake. What's up? If I was a betting man, you can't yeah. see the mic. Yeah. Which we're sponsored by a gambling place. Um, do you think the Badgers cover this week? What's the line? I'm not, right a bet, I'm not a betting man. I don't know even know how to do it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a betting man myself, man. That, that's more Colton's line. Uh, of, of you know, Colton Bartholomew, my tag team partner at Badger Extra. Badgers are you know. 23 point favorites. I think they cover. I'll take yeah. the cover. They cover. It's Buffalo, dude. I think so. I mean, I know we'll probably get into it, but long story short, too long didn't read. Uh, you are looking at, I think you're not going to see everything with Wisconsin in terms I, I, this is how I feel. You're not, it's going to be a, not going to be a five course meal in terms of what you're going to see on both sides of the ball. I think maybe you get a little bit of an appetizer. I think the appetizer is going to be full enough, uh, for Wisconsin and nothing against Buffalo. Uh, but I think, yeah, we'll get, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I think Wisconsin, I think they will cover, uh, and I think it, you know, it will be a good start. Well, to the I should say, I, I read that line wrong because it opened at 23 and it's up to 27 and a half. Mm. Mm. Four yeah. over under Jake over under. I'll oh, go. I mean, I'm, I, I'm I take the under. No, I don't know. Burn, I'm an eternal optimist, man. So I, I'm going to say over, I'm going to say lots and lots and lots of Braylon Allen yards. So, uh, again, but that doesn't mean touchdowns. That doesn't mean point spread. We we got too deep into this gambling. Okay, already, I literally we're haven't. We're we already got, off we got the a rim. million questions for our friend Jacob. <laughs> I've gambled in a college sport in my entire life, and I'm not going to start now. But I just find that Wisconsin covers like every time I'm like, oh, this is the time I'll do it. They always do the opposite of what I'm like. Okay, I would have done X, and then it's always Y. That's why the house always wins, Bernie. That's why Vegas is always right. All right, we're not going down there. Jake, take us through, man. We got so much to cover. They went to football camp. I'm so excited. I'm watching the Florida Gators thing. I'm going crazy. They're in camp. It looks like these days are terrible. 
What was it like being there? You know, it's, you know, both in Platteville and in Madison, it was, the energy was there. I mean, in Platteville, you know, you make the hour drive down there, you're watching it and, you know, the guys, it's, they're treating it well. They love the food down in Platteville. We had a story about uh, just talking about the food and like, I wanted more of a kind of a behind the curtain thing. I wanted more of, you know, just to talk to the wide receivers or other position groups besides it, the two sets of linemen that we got in, but that maybe they were the, they, they were good to talk about uh, the food and they all gushed about it. Uh, Rodas Johnson had uh, the most, uh, you know, who could say no to nachos is it was essentially what he said. And, but it, I think, you know, the amenities in Platteville were good. Uh, you know, they, they more than took care of the Badgers from what it sounds like. And, you know, they practice hard on the, on that practice field or at the, not the practice field on their, uh, the pioneers field and go back and, you know, get back to Madison and, you know, things still rolled. Uh, you know, we were able to watch, uh, a scrimmage, you know, was it last Saturday and you know, this, not this past Saturday, but Saturday before. And, you know, energy was still up. There's, it was physical. Uh, it's what Wisconsin, you know, talk about Luke fickle. They, he wants both sides of the field to play, you know, to be physical, both sides of the ball, I should say. And this is a, you know, you're still seeing what we saw in spring, you know, different type of offense from what was seen in the Paul Crest era. You, there's a lot of, you know, with the defense, they're still floating with nickel packages. They're going through with their dollar look and, and whatnot. You're seeing Hunter Waller flying around the field uh, and, and whatnot, which I think he's going to be a huge X factor for this team this, this season. And overall, I mean, I think the team's ready to hit someone else besides themselves. I think that's a pretty standard feeling coming out of camp. Jake, we ran into you at Squat Fest at the end of June. Uh, you and I had uh, the usual uh, Dottie's, uh, my my favorite restaurant in Madison still. Fantastic place. You, you don't get much better than Dottie's. I still think they're the best cheese curds. Other people from the team have said otherwise on our show. Um, but one of I want to ask you, what do you think the biggest change in the team is from when we saw you last at Squat Fest until here at opening week? Mm, you know, biggest change, I mean, obviously besides with – you know, certain injuries and whatnot, uh, to the team, uh, and, and what we've seen, you know, I think just your progressions with offense, I think has been big with Wisconsin. You know, they're, they're making, they made more strides. You talked to some of the players, you know, uh, both sides of the ball, uh, you know, there's in spring ball, you know, you're learning the offense, you're learning the revamp schemes and in fall camp. Now it's, you're really getting into it, getting into the grind and, uh, I would say probably, yeah, I would say that. I, I think this team still has the energy. Uh, you're, th- you know, they're still growing together. Uh, you, again, this is a, yeah, I likened this on our podcast to having new keys to the car, uh, a keys to a new car. And it's more of a, okay, how is this going to drive? And you're going to feel it out. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think the energy is still there. I would just say uh, the biggest difference, though, has just been, with Wisconsin, yeah, I would just say it's them learning more about the schemes and diving in, becoming more comfortable. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, like, you know, besides also getting other guys back from injury, you know, Darian Varner, uh, who's now a second team defensive lineman, is going to be huge. You know, Bryson Green has been a revelation, uh, you know, to what we've seen. He was as advertised, if not more. Uh, and that wide receiver position. And uh, I'm trying to look at this depth chart right down here just to see if what else, who else I'm missing. Well, uh, listen, I, that's something you know? I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about today was the depth chart. And yeah. I don't remember a time uh, beforehand when the wide receivers were seeing the deepest and most interesting position group on the field. Uh, this is definitely something new for us. Uh, I think the biggest surprise is a couple things out of that. We hadn't really heard much about Keontes Lewis um, all fall camp and you know to see him there in the in the 2d right behind chim and then as well as the uh vinnie anthony appearing um who is someone that was if you've watched his high school tape from kentucky he was an amazing punt returner like he had great moves in the field we saw him do a little bit on jet sweeps this past year i'm excited to see you know these lesser known guys but what were some of the other things that stood out about the new depth chart to you yeah, I think one of the first ones was Vinny Anthony having that or designation next to Skylar Bell with the second team. And that's nothing. I don't think it's anything against Skylar Bell because him and Will Pollen, from what we had seen, uh, he was actually within um, the, you know, like they were kind of interchangeable with the first team reps. So but then you had, you know, Vinny Anthony, uh, you know, we saw him in spring ball, right? He it was great, you know, to, to watch just how 
uh, with Anthony, just how he's emerged, you know, as a second year player, you know, you mentioned he had a little bit of run within Paul Chris offense last year, but uh, for a young kid who also is a track star, right. In spring ball, we saw him catch a pass from, you know, Marshall Howe, who's now at Yale and just take it to the house untouched uh, and just blazed his way down the, you know, for a long touchdown. And that's, you know, also with Marcus Allen, no longer being in the program, who's also getting those slot reps, you know, that opened the door for Anthony a little bit more. And, you know, he's got the, the frame for it. And I also think between Pauline bell and Anthony, there's, you know, they all complement each other. Pauline and bell have a little bit different, you know, styles to their game. I think Vinny Anthony's similar way. Uh, and so, you know, and I think it was Mike Brown, the wide receivers coach, associate head coach, had mentioned that he was looking for six game ready wide receivers. And so now that you have seven on the depth chart, now I think here's the th- thing: like, does being on the depth chart mean you're game ready? Uh, you know, that's that's one thing to, to that I'll be watching for. But they have seven guys on that depth chart, uh, which is you know, and if they are game ready, that's a plus for Wisconsin, especially in that deep group. Um, you know, I, I think you know by put my hat hat down there. Sorry for the bad hair for the fullback. Uh, sorry, Bernie, uh, no longer on the depth chart, my friend. Uh, you have the slot back there. You know, I guess the other thing too is just looking at the safeties and, and you know right now it's strong safety i mean you have hunter waller who also played that dollar position which uh, you know in that six defensive back look uh which is kind of a hybrid safety linebacker role uh you also have austin brown or preston zachman you know Pre- zachman had you know he's when he's been healthy he's been able to flash uh and, and that, there's been interceptions on his play uh if i'm not mistaken i think he might have been playing some dollar too uh if i'm not mistaken uh if i if i am mistaken i apologize but you know, you have those guys, I would say even, you know, um, Jordan Turner, Jake Cheney listed as or for first team. Mike Tressel had mentioned this. It's not really a surprise because Mike Tressel said in the spring that Jake Cheney, he regarded him as one of the ones. And so if you have three good inside linebackers like that, that can be interchangeable and they can work in, especially with the defense, if they have to switch in and out, that's that's only going to help them. Uh, but, yeah, those are kind of the big ones besides, you know, Tucker Ashcraft, you know, Riley Nowakowski, you know, Luke Fickle talked about the, his injury, uh, you know, on that Saturday. Um, and then, you know, Clay Cundiff, Jack Eschenbach, no longer in the program. Uh, you know, Ashcraft, a true freshman. I think that's going to be interesting to see. He's about 6'5", 245. He's been showing the willingness. He's got, he got first and second team reps during fall camp, uh, right? So it's, uh, we'll see what he can do. Uh, but, you know, that tight end room's a little thin at the moment. Uh, a little? Yeah, I know, it's right? very thin at the yeah, moment. They don't need many chairs in there. But I mean, that's that's the next question. It's like, I mean, Hayden Rucci, I think, was underrated. Is underrated as a receiver. Am I saying? Yeah, and am I saying he's going to be a you know consistent pass catcher in terms of like being targeted often? No, but he's going to be able to. Like, in high school, he had a great film catching the ball, and so he hasn't been utilized at, at Wisconsin like that. I think Rucci is going to have that a bit that opportunity to do that um, within this offense, but. Yeah, obviously with that much talent at wide receiver too. I mean, one of the big questions I'm going to have just with the what we see with the depth chart and just the you know the talent on paper is just how they're going to spread the wealth. Well, Jake, that that, that goes right into really the only thing I care about outside of the fullback um, <laughs> position and I guess the running back position is how are you going to spread the wealth? My question is. Who's going to spread the wealth? You got a QB. We got Tanner Mordecai. How is he looking? What has his been his progression? Because just from watching the spring game, which I'm not holding my hat on at all, yeah. it looked like they were a little bit slower to pick up the offense, which is obviously going to be a lot harder on a QB than anybody else. How has the QB's progression been? And then we can go into the running backs. But talk but, about the QB for a second. Yeah, I mean, Mordecai, you know, team captain, one of the team captains. He was at Big Ten Media Days too. But on top of that, he was also – uh, for those that saw on social media, uh, Wisconsin's got a play hard board. We had heard about that. Uh, I had talked to some high school coaches uh, in Ohio, and one tipped me off to that back in December when I was doing stories about Luke Fickle and his, you know his relationships with Ohio high school coaches on the recruiting trail. And so uh, you know they they finally unveiled the play hard board, and, and Fickle told us you know it was the high you know it would be the highest honor in the program. Uh, and that's, you know, so like captain wise, leadership wise, you have everything you want out of someone like Tanner Mordecai, who's a 60 year player, been to a couple of programs. Uh, Colton Bartholomew, my tag team partner on the beat for the state journal, did a wonderful profile on Mordecai, uh, slight plug there, of course. Uh, but then, you know, during on the field, I mean, he can make every throw you want. 
you know, I, I still think Nick Evers obviously has uh, probably the strongest arm out of the group, uh, you know, and probably is, you know, has the most athleticism with its mobility, but, um, you know, he's been getting reps with the reserves, you know, uh, you know, dur- during fall camp, but, you know, Mordecai though, easily, I mean, he's got ever since spring ball, he's been the first team quarterback and he's assumed that first team quarterback role. I didn't really foresee anything different out of that uh, when he, when he was going to arrive just because it, obviously, yeah, like I said, he had 70 over 70 touchdown passes at SMU, uh, but he can make every throw. Uh, he's deceptively athletic. I would say, in terms of the running game, it will they, is he going to be a dual threat quarterback now? Uh, will he be able to escape when he needs to and, and make some plays out of broken plays? Yeah, I think he, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be a first down every play, but he'll be able to escape and do something I feel, but you know, during fall camp, we've seen him. I haven't seen as many, what do you call it? Yeah. Turnovers or, you know, take takeaways on that note from the practices that I remember. Uh, I think he protected the ball a bit better than he did during that, you know, course of that, the last part of that spring, you know, the last week of spring, he rebounded from the fourth week where he, you know, there's some more turnovers and whatnot, especially those interceptions during the launch. But I think he's got the arm strength. I think he can throw, make every throw you want in this offense. And the biggest thing is that, you know, they talk about accuracy you know, knowledge is reps is what Phil Longo says on his board. He's got the knowledge down. And then on top of that, you know, he's accurate and that's going to be a key within this offense, especially with some of those shorter throws that what we've seen out of fall camp and the various ways they've used, not just the wide receivers, but the running backs. And, and to open up those wide receivers in that passing game. I mean, we got maybe one of the best running backs in the nation. And I also think we got a guy who's right on his heels. So can you talk about Braylon and Chez and and what they've done? And literally, how do you spread the wealth? You, you have two starters, basically. I mean, I, I, that's going to be the question. I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, everyone talks about balance, but I think it's just going to be, it's just going to be fluid where this team will take what the opponents will give them. Okay. You're going to stop the run. We're going to pass. Oh, you're going to stop the fast. Okay. We're going to go for a run. Uh, you know, I think, and I think they're set up in that way and something, you know, and they've replenished the revitalized that wide receiver room where you have depth now where you can get, you know, if you get six, seven guys that can rotate reps, that's, that's one thing. And then on top of that, you know, we're predicting a lot of 11 personnel because you see that slot there. I mean, there's, you know, again, not as much 21 personnel. They're very, they very well, maybe 20, you know, two, you know, 21, 20 personnel, uh, with Chez and Braylon maybe in the backfield. We could see something like we, – we saw that last year in years prior underneath Paul, but not as often. Uh, but what I will say is that there won't be as many seven, eight-man boxes, nine-man boxes like the old offensive line and the you know blocking tight end or fullbacks needed to do in past few years. And so I think that's going to open up more – abilities for Allen and for Malusi, Braylon Allen, you know, Brady Collins, I don't know if he told you guys when you guys were in town, but he said, he told a few of us reporters that, you know, we're at squat fest that Braylon at like two forty five ran a four, six which is more than solid uh, for a back his size. And, you know, and we saw a little bit of that too, during, during preseason camp, you know, Malusi hard runner too. This is a kid that, you know, obviously going into his fifth year, came back for his fifth season and the Naples native, you know, he looks the part, but I mean, both of those guys can catch the ball out of the backfield. Both can run the ball, uh, you know, and we've seen glimpses of that throughout the, camp, you know, both spring and in preseason camp. So I think this is going to be, um, it's going to be a dynamic duo, uh, you know, and it's just gonna be interesting to see how many carries and the, each of them get, uh, I mean, that's another thing too, is like, you know, Brand's got a lot of carries underneath them. You know, Chez maybe not so much because of the injuries, um, but you know, I think with how they could spread the ball around, I think that could keep them even fresher later in the season. I mean, Braylon Allen, uh, you know, Colton brought this up uh, a week or two ago, talking about you know Braylon Allen hasn't really, you know, he wasn't there for the Minnesota game. He didn't play last year, and then the season prior, he was banged up and he wasn't the same player. Right. Uh, or at least that we saw, he looked like he was banged up right against Minnesota in 2021. Um, so he wasn't as effective. And so this is a team that in my eyes, you know, like this offense, you know, it's only going to help the running backs to have this type of passing scheme installed 
and they can go from there. So it's uh, in my eyes, I think Wisconsin, you know, uh, the running game should be even more revitalized than, than what it has been. And uh, I think just the way that they could spread things out will help, especially with the blocking pr- prowess that Phil Longo, that Jack Bicknell Jr., you know, that group that they've inherited, uh, what they can perform, I think is going to be key. Attention athletes. Do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager, Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacete. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. I want to say talk about Bernie's favorite thing, and that is special teams. And new punter, new kicker, actual special teams coordinator, and Matt Mitchell. Uh, has anything about special teams stood out in leading up to the week one? Um, you know, I think the one thing in my eyes is watching you got the depth chart, and you know, you know, we had talked about it on our podcast, just Chimray DK being both first team kickoff returner and first team punt returner. That is a team that. You know, I think that's going to, you know, obviously what, why that is so intriguing is that DK is also the first team wide receiver and it probably has, you know, he's one of the leaders of the team. He is, you know, one of the, uh, and on top of that, he, that's a lot of roles and, you know, he does have, you know, decept- I say deceptive because, you know, he, he hasn't really looked like a speedster at times, but, you know, again, Brady Collins mentioned in the summer that he ran a four, four, six at around 200 pounds. And, and, and we saw him against Northwestern outrun a Northwestern defender. He had, he's had some good kickoff returns in his time at Wisconsin. So part of me is like, well, it's a little surprising because you don't necessarily think of him that way, but he's, but he's also reliable. And especially with punt returns, it's a thing where uh, you talk about trust. If you have to fair catch it and you can catch it, it is what it is. Um, you would like someone with playmaking abilities to make the first guy miss and see what you can do, but you need to hold on to the ball because that is a, you know, special teams is such a critical part of the game. Um, much of the time people, fans overlook it where they just look at what they get, what, you know, what the flashy offense can do. You know, Atticus Bertram's, uh, you know, and I think he's going to be an interesting addition to this team and just what he can bring to the, the punting game, you know, Australian punter, can't Are they think, doing the rollout punts? Are they doing the rugby kick punts with him, or is he still more traditional? I think I think to expect a little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, with with what they're able to do, uh, I think it's going to be something to just to watch to see how they uh, what they do with them. But you know, I think he can do either both. You know, either or. Uh, but I do think you know it's going to be something. I think you're going to see a little bit of both there. Uh, you know, Nathaniel Vacos at, at field goal kicker. You know, he's the first team, you know, he's listed as first team kid. Uh, He's got the leg uh, and whatnot, you know, and he's been mostly accurate from what I've seen during, uh, you know, fall camp and whatnot. So, you know, again, it's going to be the good thing about the the place kicking is that, you know, Nate Van Zels was solid last year. Uh, And so if something happens, you know, you have someone that has game experience that you're not trotting out a, 
true freshman. You're not trotting out an inexperienced guy that's never been in those type of situations. Uh, and then you have the return of Jack Van Dyke, where if he stays healthy, he has a huge leg uh, for kickoffs. You know, and so uh, you know Zach Hintz reminds me back of the 2019 system season where Zach Hintz almost every one went into the end zone. I'm not saying Van Dyke could do that, uh, but I think he, you know, I think with his strong leg, leg he could a lot of them could go for touchbacks and we'll just see, you know, but obviously we'll see what type of situation. We don't know what type of really situations they're going to have that they'll want to do for kickoffs. If they want to kick it high in the air. Cause they run, you know, there's also that fair catch rule, right? So that, that, which has changed the game where you don't necessarily have to boot it. If you boot it high up enough in the air, uh, you know, there's a instant fair catch there and they still get at the tw- 25. So, so yeah, uh, you know, nothing too crazy. I think, but I think the biggest thing is more or less DKB and first team on both punt and kickoff return. We'll see if that changes and uh, see, you know, how he does, especially with the new offense and just how many reps he'll get uh, on that side of the ball too. If you look in the past though, first off, having Chimray return excites me because that means that they're taking punt return and kickoff return seriously again. If anyone remembers back to a guy that we all know, Jimmy Leonard, literally we put him as the punt return. He was a starting defensive guy. I was one of the best guys in the nation at, at strong safety. And he literally returned every punt. He, he fair caught a, a, a some, but we put our best dudes at punt return to block for him. I mean, like we put all our starters out there to block. So if, if you take that seriously, those, those, those areas of the game, you know, Brandon Williams, he was on both yeah. punt and kickoff return. You had all starters pretty much and, and the dudes like Marty Stray, the guys who worked their butts off to make it on the field who are going to do their job. You have those guys on special teams. The amount of fair catching or getting 10 yards is a huge difference. Or getting 15 or Chim Ray somehow breaking one and getting 50 yards. It's a, it, it could be a game change um, across the board in, in a different aspect. Also, he gets more touches in a game. You know, we're trying to spread the wealth. He right. might not play – every snap on offense, but now he's getting 10 more touches a game in a, in an area where he could actually go and score 10 times. So I think that's exciting, you know, at least for me to hear um, that we have somebody back there who we're, we're just not throwing someone back there to just, you know, let them fair catch all the time. And I just want to reiterate how important kicking out of the end zone is on kickoff. Nobody believes it until the freaking return guy who's running down the sidelines for a touchdown. And those are game changing I don't know the stats. Jake, you might know. Matt Perkins, you probably definitely know since you know everything. If you score a special teams touchdown and you score a defensive touchdown, it's almost impossible to win a football game. Just ask the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's like all they do. And it's impossible. It's not impossible to beat them, but it's, you know, so, so it makes me excited that one, it makes me excited that our special teams are actually trying to do something instead of do nothing, which last year made me very upset with. That's what I said about every game. But um, so thank you, Jake, for, for sharing that. I just want everyone to understand, like, you put your best guys back there because they're playmakers to go to make a play. Right. You know, it, it will be like when you were watching like the very limited time that we saw some of the kickoff stuff, like I, I do like you know, Paul and looked intriguing as a kickoff returner and he's a second team for, for both punt and kickoff. Uh, so I think, you know, he, you know, could be a game changer there. I mean, but like I said, DK's had that experience there and we've seen, Guys like Aaron Crookshank before he went to Rutgers and you've seen Isaac Garendo and you've seen guys like, you know, again, again, Chimray, DK, uh, all make plays like they have in that, def- you know, in that, uh, uh, was it Devin Chandler, was it Devin Chandler too, before he, the late yeah. Devin Chandler too, um, make plays and it, it, they're, they're game changers. Uh, you look, want- look at the 2010 Ohio state, you Gilreath come out of the gates and score a touchdown on kickoff return. The game's over. I mean, it's not over, but the game, the momentum is on your side. And if you're a way underdog, it's like you threw the first haymaker, you know, to like knock down. So I do, I think it's so important. And I, listen, you're not going to see DK back there every game for every single return. That's probably not realistic, but the more he's in, the better we're going to be. And I, yeah, I mean, that's going to be something to watch. Like I do, if he's back there the entire time, I mean, I, one, he must be doing something right, uh, and they trust him a lot. So I, you know, I, so like I said, it's going to be it, to me. It's going to be one area I'll watch, uh, especially with just how <laughs> just new team and just even just how they set up the punt, you know, the punt and kickoff coverage uh, and the kickoff return units. It, 
So it's, you know, and, you know, it's not just Matt Mitchell, right? Luke Fickle has a hand in, in the special teams a lot too. He's got his, uh, not just a hand. It's feel like he's got his own, you know, an arm, nearly half his body in, in, in that special teams unit too, which, you know, which shows how important that third phase of the game is to him and to his program. If you, if you go back, the first person to yell at me when I made a mistake on special teams was Barry Alvarez. He was in the meetings. He was part of the game plan. So to hear that makes me very happy because if you're a head coach that doesn't care about an area of the game, that doesn't make sense to me. It's, it's uh, you need to, listen, if you want to win, especially today, you got to be invested in every aspect of every game, bringing in Brady Collins, doing all these things, recruiting the whole nine. And I think Fickle's doing that. Listen, we haven't played a snap of football. We have no idea what we're going to see. I'm just excited for, I think our trajectory is straight up. Can you, can you give me a Barry, uh, a yell, Barry yell impersonation? Uh, you know, we're working on this Rose Bowl project and I've asked Rudy, I've asked Joe Panos, I've asked Daryl, I didn't ask Daryl Bevel about it, uh, but it was a little bit of a teaser. Like I've gotten in Shaq, Lamarck Shackerford, uh, gave us uh, some uh, impersonations. Could you give me one? Most of them involve some kind of um, uh, language that is not, you know, it's like, damn it, Bernie, that sucks. <laughs> I bet you, coach, man. I turned around and Pierre Woods was sprinting down the field. He was right there, spun me around on kick return. I didn't go down. I'm like, coach, I didn't go down though. You know, like thinking I'm a man. And he's like, you didn't go down? That sucks. I want to take you off. You shouldn't even be on this team. I'm like, coach, hey, listen, you'll take me off. Anyone will do better than me. But they always (laughs) kicked it to me. So like they needed somebody they could catch the ball at that position and potentially block. I literally hated kick return. I would do anything to get off of it. But uh, no one was dumb enough to be on it anyway. No one was raising their hands. Um, (laughs) Those are those are like the funny like when you get pissed, you would get the high pitch. Yes. And those are the funny voices. He was normal like when he spoke to you. Right. Hey, Burn, what's up? But like the high pitch, like let's go out there and kick their ass. Like, get fired. I don't know. It was Coach Alvarez, man. It was so fun. Javery McFadden does an excellent Coach Alvarez. Greg Root, too. Greg Root. Okay, Root does? Okay. AD. AD does? Oh, AD remembers everything. Rudy, Joe Rudolph, when we talked to him um, the last month, was very, very – yeah, he had a good one. That's the one that Lamarck Shackerford told us to – ask about uh panel i forgot i said like uh, last name was patterson i forgot his first name but he was on the team the role the 93 team and panel said he had the best impersonation so uh anyways well so jake i let's let's roll it forward to this weekend what are you looking forward what's the storyline you're paying attention to most in game one just seeing how this team comes back out uh you know what when uh, honestly like off the field, well, I mean, it's the age old question. Will the student section fill up for a two thirty kickoff? It's going to be hot y'all. Uh, and, and, you know, and so that's going to be one thing uh, when it comes to just, <laughs> just, it's going to be warm uh, out there and just making sure too. I think from what I'm looking at my notes real quick. So I, this is great podcasting. So I apologize fellas, but uh, you're looking at, I think they're, you know, they're also allowing people in with, I think a water bottle, like and one a un- sealed, a sealed water bottle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, sealed while you know one per person. Uh, so just PSA there. Please stay hydrated, uh, especially during that hot weather. Uh, but within, for me, you know, it's going to be. Will the, how will the running game look? How will they respond if one side, you know, if one thing isn't working? Okay, the rushing game, they're you know, they're they are selling out for the run. Okay, what are they going to do in the passing game? Uh, I think. Yeah, how they adjust there, I think, with defense, how are they going to pass rush? Who's going to pick up the – I mean, you look at Buffalo. Yeah, they have Cole Snyder, who's a, you know, a couple preseason award watch lists. But they're also – you know they have their two leading rushers back, but their top three receivers from last year are no longer with the program. So how are they you know going to replace that? And, I mean, you're going up against a Badger defense that has practice against an air raid scheme. So it's also – so those, in my eyes, uh, you know, just how will – can they pin their, t- you know, their ears back and get after the pass rush? Uh, you know, they t- they've talked about C.J. Getz having – uh, improved his pass rush significantly. Okay, uh, you know, you got to see this because, you know, Matt Mitchell admitted that he doesn't feel that they're going to be able to replace all of Nick Herbig's sacks together. It's going to be 
one of those things that's going to be a combined effort. And I, I don't think it's just going to be just from the outside linebacker group. I mean, you have, you know, where will it come from? Well, Muma, Jungmeta, and Jake Cheney, who Jake Cheney, by the way, is a wrecking ball. For those that haven't seen him, 5'11", 235, uh, from my hometown of Cape Coral in Florida. Just, you know, bulldozer on pass rush. I want to see how the defensive line looks. Can Varner get in and and disrupt a little bit? Can you know Rodas Johnson and James Thompson, you know, have shown flashes of doing that too? And can they make up for what Keanu Benton does? Uh and uh so I think, you know, too long didn't read. Offense, how do they adapt? Uh how do they look underneath, you know, the first game? You know, it's kind of the overarching thing. But if one, you know, if Sean Dolak, the you know, all Mac linebacker, second nation in tackles last year you know if they bottle the run game up can they open it up through the passing game and if they try to pass you know, the pat you know if they seal up the passing game can will wisconsin be able to get the run game going which i think you know i think they'll be able to but i also don't feel like you know i also want to say like just how vanilla are things going to be uh you know will you know will they be able to like, and, you know will they need to go to a little bit more of an expand you know expanded look to open some things up or are they going to be able to execute with what what is put in front of them uh you know and i'm not saying that they're going to come out vanilla but i you know i do feel that it's the first game of the year so you're not going to show everything right that's just kind of logic they're coming out so vanilla so i mean we'll we'll see and it's nothing against buffalo either and it's one of those things where even Luke Fickle talked about there's a question in the press conference on monday and they had, you know, uh, Jesse Temple, a good buddy of mine, had asked just, you know, everyone's talking about the offense. Just, you know, what's the biggest question that you have that you want to learn, you know, about the unit, uh, you know, in a game setting? And but Fickle kind of, expro- you know, broadly expanded that to talk about, you know, I want both sides of the ball to play physical. I want them to, you know, then you talk about playing clean. And then he wanted to play fast. And within that fast part, he also talked about, play, you know, being simple. And he's not saying doing everything, you know, he clarified that to mean, it doesn't mean we're going to take, you know, you know, we're, we're not going to, you know, do our best to win the game, but he also knows that teams that play physical and they play fast, you know, that, you know, that's, that gives a huge advantage. Right. So to me, that means that it's going to be something along the lines of, yeah, go out there, you know, weapons, make plays, play fast. Jake, let me ask you a question in today's day and age. Does it matter if you show everything in the first game or nothing in the first game? Here's why. I preface this with everyone is going to have the film from Phil Longo at UNC from last year. We did this. We did it. We If a new guy, Al Groh, took over Virginia, we watched all the Jets highlights. So, oh. like, so like, does it matter anymore? You have these coaches that have been doing their thing for 10 plus 20 years. You have the film of all of it and you can get it too. Right. I, I think it the, the one thing that would change, I mean, you could get all the plays, but it's also going to be dependent on the playmakers. So it's going to be a mix of, you know, the offense, all, you know, they say the best coaches take the personnel that they have, but they, you know, they format the scheme to fit the best of, you know, to their player strengths. Right. So you're not trying to fit a peg in a square hole or wherever that whole idiom is. But I think it's one thing. Where, you know, yeah, you have your film from past teams, you know, from Pat, you know, and Longo had Josh Downs. And so, and, and everyone knows Phil Longo loves slot receivers. He said so much during local media day on August 1st, uh, saying he almost loved, you know, outside of his family. It's his, uh, he loves slot receivers a lot. Uh, so, but, you know, so you would expect Will Pauling, Skylar Bell to, you know, probably get, get some targets there. And I, I do think, but I do feel that like with, there hasn't been with North Carolina, you know, North Carolina Island. Yeah, they had a couple thousand yards backs, but I don't think they had a back like Braylon Allen. So I think that's where, especially within this offense and within having an offensive line with like Wisconsin's line, where you may have film about what he's done, but now that you have a blocking prowess and the guys can pass, you know, pass rush, you know, Jack Nelson, you, you know, could be a first rounder, uh, you know, or at least an NFL draft pick at the very least after this season, we'll see how, how others do, but you know, every team is different. So, you know, I, to me, it, you know, I just want to see how clean they play, you know, and, and whatnot. I think that's going to be a key and just, you know, obviously how they succeed, you know, if they succeed on Saturday. Will you talked about the offensive line. How do you think they are going to adapt to this much quicker tempo? I mean, I, we've already seen it during practice where, yeah, they may be tired, but it's not like they're like, I've made the comparison of like, they're not like, 
leaning over, like hunched over, dry heaving. Uh, after afterwards, I mean, it's a you know, get up to the line, okay, or you know, you look at them they, and they snap the ball, uh, you know, and they get the signs or get whatever they need to do, and they go from there. It's, I thought they've adapted very well to this. Now, obviously, it's going to be, and you know, they practice in the summer, so it's going to be hot. Um, it's going to be, I think the high is supposed to be 91 from what I saw, uh, coming up on Saturday. So it's going to be warm, you know, let's stay hydrated. Uh, we'll have to watch for cramps. I think all together, not just on the offensive line, but throughout the game, but this is a team that, you know, it's a line from what I've seen, they've, they're able to handle it and they may have, you know, you've seen guys, you know, the, the top five of Nelson, uh, Huber, Bordellini, Fertney and Malman, but you've also seen guys like Trey Wittig get in at, uh, you know, right guard at times. Uh, and, and, and we'll see, you know, if they need to go, um, you know, if they need to put spell somebody for a little bit. Uh, but if you can get six or seven or eight guys, you know, that are game ready on the offensive line, that's only going to help for games like this, but also throughout the season, obviously with injuries. And uh, we'll see when Jake Renfro is, you know, he's not on the depth chart right now. We'll see when he does get back uh, after that, uh, the injury that he had. And, uh, but from what I've seen, they've been, they've been, Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing that's been concerning in my eyes. I like that you say play clean because I think that's what we didn't do last year and it killed us in a lot of different areas because when we were second and 15 or third and 10, we didn't have plays for that. I think we do this year. I'm just going off my gut. Um, I would like to see an O-line that is back to like the gritty, nasty, you know, O-line of – you talk about the 93 Rose Bowl. Look at the – all the dudes I can name, Dan Benny, Clint Scale, you know, Donovan Rail, Joe Thomas. Like, yes, Joe Thomas is a, a superstar beyond superstars, but these are gritty, not dirty, but like they played dirty, not penalty wise, but like would try to kill you right. in a controlled, violent way. And that's what I think. I don't know if we're missing that, but I would like to see a little bit more of that. You know, chip on your shoulder. I'm an old lineman at Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm think, better than everyone else in the nation because I play O line at the best place to play O line. I think you, you've seen that with Arden Nelson. Uh, I remember a couple of spring or not springs, but a couple of summers ago uh, for preseason camp. Him being that type of player, I think he can be that type of player. Huber, you know, is an interesting story at left guard. I mean, he's played all over the line at Cincinnati, uh, but you know. In, I forgot his key phrase. He had a NIL shirt that was, he's a very quiet guy. It's like something about silence. Don't mistake my silence for violence or I don't know, something like that. Some weird, uh, yeah, there's some NIL stuff that he, he had. Uh, I feel bad. I don't remember the shirt, but you know, I, in, in Malman, I think, you know, six, eight, three twenty. uh, you know, he, I think he's locked, you know, past two seasons. Now it'll be, he'll be starting right tackle when he's healthy. And so I think you'll see that, you know, uh, we'll see just how, if others, step up to like, I still think Joe Brunner who, you know, he's going to be a redshirt freshman this year. I think he's a road grader type personality uh, in, in the run game. Um, and I'm still high on him. Uh, but it, yeah, I, I think this team, you know, I, I think you'll see a lot of different results if we think, if what we think is going to happen will happen in terms of just opening up the box and just the one thing, I mean, it's hard to have a nasty reputation you know, to show the nastiness when you're outnumbered six on eight or six on nine. Right. And so it doesn't, when you don't have, you know, when the numbers are against you and they're just loading the box and they don't respect the pass, like now, again, we'll see just how it looks, you know, first game it's, it's a first, you know, and we'll just see how that, how that all plays out. But if it goes like we think it, it, it could very much be seeing that type of mentality and seeing them, you know, it's- run up, run up the score. No, I, I, I think uh, in the trenches, obviously that's where every coach says it starts, but at Wisconsin, it really does start there. And I, I feel like we might have, I don't know, after like Gabe Creamy and a bunch of those guys, I don't want to, we haven't gotten soft. That's not what I'm saying. I think we're just playing a step under like the nasty, violent, punishing group that those guys, the history that they, the culture that's there. And I think they can get back. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying it has it, – to me, it hasn't been as brutal watching – not brutal like them, brutal like watching them pulverize people like we used to be. And, I mean, you're, you, if you guys want to go back, go watch Dan Benning and Clint Scale and Donovan Rayola 
every play, they wanted to literally destroy that person within the game, within the rules of the game, right? Like there was no punching or violence after the play, but in the play, Quayscale's a bad dude, man. During the play, uh, don't he was a very silent human being, like most of the time. But don't what is it? What did you say? Don't miss judge my silence for violence. Looking back on this, yeah, I love that shirt. Oh yeah, no, it's you know, and I think again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with our offensive line. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there is a level that they can get to that they haven't gotten to, which will make our team unstoppable. That's what I'm saying. What Huber's NIL shirt was from, was from my silence comes violence. That's uh, so, but uh, you know, again, I think he's done well, uh, the Cincinnati transfer uh, and, and, you know, we'll see what just, you know, what if Renfro is able to, whenever he gets healthy, just uh, how he progresses, you know, and if he's able to do that and just where Borderlini goes, but I I think this group is going to be good uh, and you like, you know, I do like, who could be behind them as well. And uh, you know, and what's to come, but I also wonder how they're going to look differently when it comes to this style of offense and just what else will, will they be asked? asked to I'm do? excited for them. Bernie, you're always, just, Bernie, you're excited for everyone. But I, I think we're playing into a lot of their, their better. You're right. Nine guys in a, in a box is you don't know what to do right all the time. Um, and I think we were trying to do too much, which is confusing, right? Power, one way is the easiest thing to do. No matter if there's 40 guys in the box, you just down block. Uh, so I think now I feel like we're just going to be in a good place. They're going to be able to read things. I'm excited for the, listen, I'm most excited to watch the quarterbacks and the running backs, but I mean, the O-line is where you have to start, right? We can't throw the ball if the O-line isn't doing their job. And I think we're going to see a revolutionize of the O-line. That's just what I'm saying. I like to hear that. Well, there's a lot of unknowns uh, coming into this weekend. Uh, but anyone who knows Jake knows that there are two things he knows better than anything. And that is Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Badgers, specifically the Badgers football team and Culver's. So, Jake, to get you out of here, I'm going to ask you for the top five Culver's locations in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, gosh, man. Uh, I gotta I'm go going to put you on the spot. Since I live close by, I'm about two minutes away from it. The Mona Mineral Point Road here in Madison. Um, that's a go-to. Um, oh, gosh. There's always that one. Got to go with the original one in Sauk. Okay. Prairie, uh, in Sauk City. Um, drive by, by past that, that past one every time I go to Devil's Lake or the Dells or Lake Delton or, or you know whatever it is. Um, Got to go with the largest one in Edgerton. Right. Always. That's always a drive back up. Like uh, this weekend, I'm going down a little bit of a teaser heading down. I'm watching four star old lineman Owen Strebig uh, in Waukesha Waukesha Catholic Memorial on Thursday. And then Friday, I'm heading down to Bolingbrook to watch four star wide receiver commit Kyan Barry Johnson. And that will be. uh, Yeah. And then on my drive back, hopefully it's still open if I can drive fast enough. Um, Hopefully my wife doesn't hear that. Uh, or any of the authorities, um, I, I will hopefully stop at Edgerton for that one. Uh, it's always a good one. Oh, gosh. Those are okay. There's a Todd Drive one uh, here on the Beltline. That's a go to just because it stays open later. So that's a big one for me because, uh, I mean, you're driving back late from somewhere. You just go there. And then. Oh, Spoken like a true alignment right now. Oh yeah. No, it's uh, like, I'm trying to figure, you know, what? Uh, these are all close by, you know, actually I was gonna say the one in Verona cause I, I've only been there a couple of times, but you know what? Like I'll say the one in Platteville just because that one was always busy. Like we went down there for a story in late June, Todd Molusky and I to, you know, tour the facilities, see what Platteville was about. And then we drive back and that place was busy. But then like every time we tried to go here <laughs> in Platteville, it was like, you know, like, Oh, maybe we can go here and like, it was packed. And so I was like, you know what? That means they, they're doing good work there. So I'll give them, those are my top five for right now. Always something, something to change. Would love it if, uh, you know, you had a group of, uh, you know, if, if Culver's would ever want to sponsor, you know, I could do Big Ten Eats. I always want to do that. That's my whole gimmick. I want to do a Big Ten Eats where I'm like, here, we're going to go to the, great, the best, you know, restaurants, you know, within each Big Ten town. Oh, yeah. It would always be Culver's. It's always that gimmick where it's like, you know, and be like, no, no, guys, it's different. It's different. And then like, nope, no, it's not. This is the best one. Um, But yeah, so no, those are my top five. And 
you know, whenever I'm back in Milwaukee too, you gotta give shout out to cops, uh, and other place like that where, um, yeah, that's where, you know, we've gone or other places. Like I, I need to get back to Milwaukee more. Hopefully the recruiting trips that I do, uh, you know, get more to back to those restaurants. Uh, those are my fave. Um, also my hometown, uh, and whatnot, but yeah. Well, I will give a quick shout out to Lake Mills. Uh, one, well, that's eight. a solid one. Yeah, I think Lake Mills has, has a solid one. But I love your top five, Jake. You know, if like I said, if there's anything you know better than Badger football, it is Culver's in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, we appreciate you coming on here today to share your knowledge with us, as always. And uh, Jake, where can people find you online? Yeah, find me on, uh, you know, if you don't like my ramblings, which hopefully I haven't rambled too much with you guys. Uh, so apologies no. if I have. Uh, at joke, Jake Coco, K O C O on uh, Twitter. And then was it, I think it's Jake underscore Coco on Instagram. Uh, the big thing though, Badger Extra, badgerextra.com, madison.com for Wisconsin State Journal. Uh, Badger Extra is part of the, you know, Wisconsin State Journal, it's just our Badger premium service, basically. We got uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, and, and the biggest thing for us, you know, we have a new series called X's and No's, where it's going to be every week we're going to break down what did and didn't work for Wisconsin, a couple plays. Uh, per week, we got uh, obviously my recruiting coverage. Uh, you know, we got, we did, um, Darian, Darian Dupree to, uh, and uh, Grant Steck this past week. We'll have more coming up. And yeah, there's just, it's a fun time to get aboard. And, you know, it's an exciting, I know fans are excited. And, uh, you know, we'd love uh, to, for y'all give us a try. Matt Perkins, what is it? Monday morning historical fullback? Is yeah, that what we're doing. We'll be back. We'll be back with our usual Monday morning fullbacks. Uh, Monday mornings every, uh, every week during game week. But now it might be uh, uh, Monday morning. RIP fullbacks, um, <laughs> something along those lines. But, you know, we'll pour one out or have Phil Longo pour one out for us. Uh, but we appreciate everyone here tuning in uh, to the Believe in the Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag and Oak Ridge Wealth Management. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.